You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hey friends, welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Thanks so much for listening in today. You know, middle school and high school homeschoolers and even younger students can begin being intentional about activities that build skills for their future career plans. Even if your middle schooler or high schooler hasn't yet decided what career path they wish to take, there are so many soft skills and life skills that are universal across the board for all educational levels and job positions. So today, let's talk more about this topic with my guest, Wendy Baird-Packard. Wendy is a military spouse and mom. She has a bachelor's degree in communication and will begin her master's degree in industrial organizational psychology this year from the University of Maryland. Seeing the difficulty that service members and family members who may move often have Wendy found her niche in helping service members and their spouses to find employment. She jumped in with every move and studied employment every step of the way. She's worked for the Department of Labor, where she worked with thousands of service members by teaching the mandatory Department of Labor employment readiness classes. Then she provided training to staff and service members of the Wounded Warrior Army and Air Force programs assisting as the subject matter expert for the USO Employment Office in hiring our heroes job fair in Hawaii, which is where I met Wendy. In May of 2022, she launched her own consulting business that assists clients in the art of communication, potentially focusing on career change or development, public speaking, and small business employee retention. She works one-on-one with clients, facilitates group classes, and speaks on events on these topics. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Hello. I'm so excited to be here, Crystal. Thanks so much for having me. Wendy, I am so thrilled that you're joining us to talk about how we can help our homeschooled middle school and high school age students develop job skills. But first... I know who you are, but would you please introduce yourself and share a bit about yourself to our listeners? Well, thank you so much. You gave me a great introduction already. So you gave a lot of great, great stuff about me. But again, my name is Wendy Baird Packard, and I have been a military spouse. This is a weird number for me because I actually met my husband when he was in the military. So although we've only been married 21 years, I've actually kind of been a military spouse for 24 years, which is kind of a weird number. But because he was military prior to us getting married, but then he took 10 years off. So if you minus the 10 years, then it goes down to 13 years. So it's a little confusing on that. But we have been a military spouse now for a in the Navy and in the Army, both. So 
Um, you mentioned I already have. I have one child. He's 19, so he's sitting right in the middle of our topic today. So I'm very excited to be talking about this as he's navigating college and the job fields and how to get jobs and things like that. And in my spare time, I'm a huge animal lover. No matter where I live, I try to find a volunteer position in an animal rescue. So in Hawaii, it was turtles. In Texas, it was dogs. And here in Maryland, it is horses. So that's kind of my fun activity on the side. I love that about you, Wendy, because I I remember how passionate you were about the turtles in Hawaii (laughs) and they're endangered and, you know, the sea turtles and, but they're so beautiful. And then I knew that you had a love for dogs and also horses. And so it's so neat how you've been able to do something or other at each duty station. So I'm really excited to hear more about your consulting business. Speaking up with Wendy Baird Packard, would you tell us more? I will. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So speaking up with Wendy Baird Packard has been a concept of mine for over a decade, but just brought it to fruition last year in 2022. And it just seems like everything had to align for me to be able to just leap in and take charge of this. My clients come to me for some, it's all based around communication. And as you mentioned in the bio in the beginning, it has to do with someone's doing career changes or career development how do you communicate your skill set? How do you, because that is a niche. There's how do you communicate in a resume, networking, interviews, things like that. But I also like to extend my knowledge into everyday public speakers. So people that give meetings and volunteers and things like that. Teens, especially, I like to work with in this area because they have to approach a lot of adults. And how do you do that everyday public speaking so you get the end result you're looking for when you have to talk to a principal, a school coach, a manager, a parent, things like that? What communication skills help you in that? And the third area, as we've seen in our country, it is very difficult for small businesses to retain employees. And 99% of the time, somebody leaves a job because they're not communicating correctly with the management staff or the management staff isn't communicating correctly with them. So I work with the small business to make sure that they are understanding the value of the employee and have correct infrastructure in the business so their employees want to stay. So I work on both sides of that employment issue. I work with the employees and the employers and that my experience has brought a lot of knowledge to where I can sit right in the middle and benefit both. And that's why I launched my company because I feel like that's a niche that not everybody sees. I kind of see how that communication goes and and not everybody sees that it is really what you say and how you say it gets the best end result for, for anything that you want. So that's That's so true in in all aspects of our life. Cause I was just thinking about communication skills in our families with our friends, our spouse, you know, Communication, both verbal and written, it just is in all aspects of our lives. And, and most people don't think about communication as, as the receiver. So most of the time when we speak, we think of it from our perspective. And this is going to be great for your team listeners. Many times you have to flip the switch. It's not how I, how do I say it so the person hears me? not how do I say it so I'm heard, which is kind of a a very gentle um, nuance there, but it's different. How do I get it to be heard? So, yeah. So true. Well, I kind of just briefly gave your bio, but you actually have years of experience helping people build job skills and transition into the workforce. 
Would you share with it more about that with us? I will. Thank you so much. And as you did mention in the bio, so where this kind of started, you know, it's really cool about when you find the right job, you just know it and you just completely want to absorb yourself in it. And so when I first became an official military spouse uh, back in 2010, 2011, I began volunteering with Army Community Services, which is a, if you're not Army, it is the family services branch, the catch-all, how do we help families? And I started volunteering, helping spouses, learning about military culture, how to thrive and survive in the military, as well as started to really understand the difficulty that employee spouses had with employment. So that kind of morphed into a lot of volunteering in that employment. And that, in turn, went got a college degree during that period of time. And that morphed into the job with the Department of Labor, where I worked with service members every week in a three-day intensive course, starting from what does what career do you want to do and how do you get to that job and how do you network and how do you fill out the applications and how do you write a resume? And I did that. I worked with 20 to 50 soldiers every week for, oh gosh, two and a half years. I did that. So thousands and thousands of soldiers that I worked with. And during that time, I was able to really speak with what was really cool. Again, that put me right in the center of that employment is I'm helping these soldiers get jobs I'm also volunteering at Army Community Services to help spouses get jobs, but I'm also going to job fairs and I'm able to speak with all the recruiters and the managers and the company owners on what they're looking for. So I got to hear what the employer said and I got to hear what the employees said and I got to kind of put it all together in the middle. So I did that for several years in Hawaii. Then, of course, as a military family does, we moved and moved to an area where my contract was not upheld. It was a government contract. It was not upheld in my area. But I stayed with my company for another four months, three or four months, actually, and I traveled. So they would send me out to military bases, Nebraska, Colorado Springs, Denver. I traveled every week. I'd go to a different base, and I taught the same intensive class where I was like, all right, let's get you a job. And most of the time, what I would end up doing is at the end of the class, the service members would be like, whoa, lots of information. I don't know how to write my resume. So I'd write it for them. So I wrote hundreds and hundreds of resumes to get them started and get them going. And then I also started to build that network where I knew recruiters in lots of big companies across the country. And I was able to help them get placement. So I could say, hey, I've got a service member, uh, Goodyear Tires, you're in Idaho or wherever. And I could start piecing them together. After I left, because I didn't want to travel anymore, I wanted to be home with my family, I then began work with Workforce Solutions, which most people, they're all over the country. Most people think of them as the unemployment office, but they really are the employment office. And I started there as a military liaison and worked there for two years also and worked with military spouses to find work in the community and then promoted to the manager of that department. So then I worked for companies helping recruiting. And then I promoted again onto the board staff for workforce in San Angelo. And that is where I worked with government grants and training and employment and um, community employment. We really worked to get the unemployment rate down. So I worked a lot, again, with both the employer and the employee. So, and all through that time, I volunteered in different professional aspects through military spouses to help with employment and was giving talks and working with my unit on employment and things like that. So it's just kind of really exploded where I've just been able to sink in and get so much knowledge over the 
like I said, almost decade that it's it's really fun to work with people because I got it. I got it. I can help you. I know what to do. You know, so it's really fun. So hopefully that answered the question there and kind of the background of where this all came from. Well, you're definitely the perfect person to talk on this topic with us today because you have a firm grasp on not just what the employer is looking for, but also how to train the job seeker in communicating that or seeking that out and finding and fine tuning and building those job skills. So with that in mind, for homeschool high schoolers or middle schoolers, what are some job or career skills that you feel are necessary to thrive in the workforce that they could start building towards, but also even across the board, regardless of position or education level? Great question. It's never too early to start thinking about how you show up as a young professional. So it doesn't matter if you're babysitting. It doesn't matter if you're mowing lawns. There's some skill sets that if you start the first job you have and continue all the way through are going to serve you very well because they are what we call soft skills. And I know you mentioned this before. Soft skills, I'm going to use another term, are very transferable. So soft skills means I can use it in this job, I can use it in the next job, and I can use it in the next job. And a great one that everybody always uses as a soft skill is team player. Let's just say that. So I, if I am good in a team as, let's say, on a softball team, say you're in junior high and you are a team player, you always are helpful, then that's a skill you transfer all the way into, you take that into a workplace. They want you to be able to work as a team. So let me backtrack a little bit, wanted to give you an idea of that transferable skills and, and soft skills. Soft skills are those kind of emotional, touchy things that we bring with us. But the first and foremost thing I can tell you as a teen or as anyone is just be reliable. If you're going to work for a company or even just a single person as a babysitter, as blowing the lawn, as a dog walker, they depend on you to be there when you say you're going to be there. So you have to plan that. If you're you have to be on time. If you're supposed to be there at five o'clock and it takes you 30 minutes to get there, then you better leave at 4.30 so you're reliable and on time. And you're going to take that no matter what, whatever job you have, reliability is key in having a good, successful work relationship with whoever's employing you. So that feeds right into dependable. And dependable means you do the job and you do the job well. So show up on time. Do the work you're asked to do. Yes, you have to learn how to do it, but ask questions, do a good job, even if they're not watching you, do the best job you can, not just when the boss is standing there, do the best job you can. Third one is communication, how to correctly communicate information to a, a boss, to a team player to the someone who you work with. You know, let's say you take a job as a teen at McDonald's and somebody's not doing the job you think they should. Yelling at them in the middle of the kitchen, probably not going to work out good. Understanding you have to take it down, go to the boss, politely say, look, I need some help here. So-and-so has stepped away. You know, that's, that's, Skill, that communication skill is really, really important to companies. And then interpersonal skills, again, that's the relationships that you build while you're in a workplace. 
and adaptability. Sometimes, and we're going to talk about this a lot through the next couple of questions, but sometimes you may be asked to do something you didn't know you were going to have to do. Or let's say somebody didn't show up for work, so you're going to have to fill in for them. You may have to come in early or stay late. And being adaptable and helping your boss out is a a really cool, really keen skill that's a soft skill that you can take from job to job to job and that companies and employers really appreciate. So those are a couple of those soft skills that if you can kind of hone in on those, those are great resume builders and they're really good for when you want references moving to the next job. So true. So true. And, you know, as a mom, you look for a babysitter that is dependable and can communicate and the same things in an employer later, whether you become a factory worker or a doctor or a, a secretary or whatever you end up doing, it, those are all skills that we just need in life. So how can then, like, how can homeschool teens be intentional or find activities that'll help them in their future career plans? Yes. So gosh, that's, there's so many ways and I'm going to touch on one thing, then we'll kind of to circle back. Being intentional is so important. I think when you're 14 and 15, you may think that babysitting job or that lawnmower job or that dog isn't that important to your next job in the next four or five years, but it is the minute you start working anywhere that starts building your work reputation it starts building your references and it starts building your kind of how you show up and how people are going to talk about you moving to the next job. So what's a big deal now is social media. So being intentional and being very careful about what you put on your social media, it is something that employers are allowed to look for. So if let's say You've had jobs mowing lawns, babysitting, walking dogs, but now you're going to go work at a fast food restaurant. And that employer has your resume in front of them or your application. They can Google your name. That is allowed. And then whatever comes up on the Internet, they're going to form an opinion of who you are. So if your Facebook page isn't locked down really tight or if there's some social media that you're out on someone else's page that isn't locked down tight, then that may pop up. So as you get older, so 14, 15, but maybe you're 17, 18, going into college, a little more freedom, this social media is going to represent who you are to a lot of people. So be very cognizant and very aware of what you're putting out there. You know, you at volunteering somewhere is great. You at a family event is great. You may be doing something that isn't so great on social media can come back to get you. So be very intentional about what you're providing out in the world about yourself. That's the first thing. And we don't think about that when we're young. We're just putting stuff out there. But you have to be very careful with your social media. Um, intentional. Volunteering. Volunteering is such a cool way to build skills. So volunteer work can be used on a resume. Let's say that you are in high school and you know you might go towards the medical field eventually, but you're not really ready to work at a doctor's office. So volunteer at the Red Cross. Volunteer to work at the medic tent if your city has an annual run. 
if they have a 5K run and they set up a medic tent, volunteer there where you can get to understand what the job looks like. And you can use all that experience on a resume when you don't have any work experience because you do have volunteer experience. And so that's a really big thing that you can do. And then be intentional in thinking on what you like. What do you like to do? And how can I do that and get paid for it? So even something is, I want to be a film producer when I grow up. I want to go into film producing. Great. As soon as you're able, if it aligns with your family values, go work at the movie theater and see if you can, you'll learn about film, you'll learn about producers, you'll learn about all sorts of things like that. And so when you want experience, when you start to get through college and you're a filmmaker, that all fits. Everything you've ever done has worked kind of intentionally towards what you wanna do. If you don't know what you wanna do, volunteering is another exceptional way to test the waters. I wanna be a vet. Okay, go work at an animal shelter. If you're a little squeamish, Okay, and if you want to be a teacher, go get that babysitting job. Go work as a volunteer. If you're, let's say you're a sixth or seventh grader, a lot of times the lower level schools, you might be able, even as a homeschooler, you might be able to go in and volunteer in a school system for a first or second grade teacher. They may want you to come in for an hour and you can help them with construction paper or story time or things like that. I was a substitute teacher for a while and we used to have homeschoolers come in and do reading assignments with kids and different things like that. So you can always do that kind of volunteering and things like that. So be intentional with your social media, be intentional with your volunteer work and then kind of guide your work. No job is a wasted job. Every job works for the next job and then be very intentional once you're at the job to do the best you can. Such great tips. And that's so true. There's, there is no job that's not worthwhile. So every job we do, we do it, you know, whether you're working at McDonald's or you're working for a veterinarian clinic or whatever, even, and even, and maybe even more so if it's volunteer, because that says something about your character. We had kind of touched on it before that military homeschoolers face very similar challenges, if not in many ways, the same challenges that we military spouses do in that like we move frequently and we have to reinvent or get reconnected and find new opportunities in each new community that we move to. So what advice then do you have for homeschool teens for finding career building activities like after a PCS? Yes, it's really hard, isn't it? As a military Mm -hmm. spouse, I know when we went from one place to another to kind of just start over is really, really tough. And we're really lucky nowadays that we can keep in touch with people that, you know, through our social media and our contacts and things like that. So what's really important, again, I I will say it a thousand times because I just think the benefits are huge, like you said, all the way around for your community is, is do that volunteer. You can volunteer everywhere. Everywhere always wants volunteers. So look at that, you know, the libraries and things like that. As soon as you can, see if there's a volunteer program that you can get involved with. Networking is really important. And so what networking is, is just communicating and talking to people about your intention. So if you are 15, 16, or 17, and you're brand new in the area, but you have a homeschooling group that you attend once a week, maybe you have a study group 
or maybe you have a sporting group or maybe the church and you're looking to get a job, just asking the people that are there, they may have a connection to the job you're looking for. So just saying, you know what, I'm trying to get a job. I'm new here. I think I want to work at the library. I think I want to work at the YMCA. So finding out if someone you will meet actually works in the location because 80% of people are hired because they know someone in the company they're applying for. So ask, hey, do you have a job? Where do you work? And then the next question is, as you get to know people as in a new community, you start kind of learning as homeschoolers what their parents do. Well, we assume someone in their family is probably military, so we know that. But there's a lot of people out there who have parents that do a lot of different things, you know, doctors, lawyers, accountants, retail workers, whatever. And that starting to network and then saying, oh, your mom works at this store. Do you know if there's any openings? How would I apply? How, what, or do they look for? Do I need to go to the store for an application or do I apply online? So that's networking. And it's just talking and to the people around you. And you can start that almost as immediately as you get there and start to build those friendships. And networking is really important. It's something you'll do through your whole career. So volunteering and networking are two big things that you can do. Sometimes you just got to be bold and ask. So true. And, and like both of those things, when we were civilian, you know, growing up, I, I never moved outside of my little bitty hometown. And so right. sometimes I think, well, it was easier back then because word of mouth and such. But actually, I find that I can find those connections easier now, as a, even as a military family when we move, because I'm more intentional. And wow. one of those is actually on the topic of connecting and volunteering is, and the amazing opportunities that volunteering brings to kids. When we were in Kansas, my daughter, my uh, older daughter, loved animals. Well, she still does. Loves animals. (laughs) And we were taking our dogs to this little country vet and she was the sweetest lady. And my daughter was, I want to say she was about 13, 14 at the time, still fairly young, but she could volunteer. And she said, do you ever look for volunteers? And she's like, Yes, we need somebody that'll clean out cages and just kind of help maybe with baths or walking the dogs or things like that. And so she started volunteering a few hours a week and then that kind of got bumped up. And as she proved herself and we were there for a couple of years as she proved herself and as she got a little bit older, the gal started teaching her to do some vet tech type things. Yes. Yeah. And if she could have been able to stay there, we moved, but if she could have been able to stay there longer, she could have been an apprentice and even gone on to do other things. And so, but that she ended up taking some courses to become a vet tech, but it was because of that. She learned how much she loved it. And then she could handle it. She could stomach it, you know, and this was a country vet that would take her to do a C-section on a cow. My (laughs) My daughter's like, mom, and send me picture, you know, text me pictures. I'm like, oh, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. No, (laughs) not my, not my calling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But she could, and she loved that, but it was word of mouth. We were just happened. And well, not even that. She just went with me to the vet 
And um, the vet had kind of gotten to know us by then and let her come in and she was willing to clean the cages and, you know, do the dirtier work. But then she was able to start doing these other things. Like, I guess it was a big deal to go see a C-section on a cow. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it is such a great opportunity and there's so yes. many other places where you can do that, that they might not hire you, but they would love to have that volunteer in there. And you can learn things that if you were working there, you might not learn otherwise. So, right. And she, although she had to move, she has a tremendous reference in mm-hmm. that vet that if she ever needed to, it will, when she continues on, she'll be able to refer back to that vet. She'll write her a great letter of recommendation. That's so solid. She did such a great job with that opportunity. By And, and so I've heard too, in those situations, sometimes when the person is ready for you know vet tech school or certifications, a lot of times the employer, because they're so valuable to them, will pay for it. Uh-huh. We'll say, Let, so I will give you the classes I need for the certification, especially in computer work. I've heard that. So if you're really into computers and you work with, say, a computer repair guy or something like that, they'll help you get those Python certifications or those whatever certification you're looking for. So, Crystal, that is such a great example. That's exactly how it should work. That's awesome. Good for her. Definitely. Such a great information, Wendy. But before I let you go, how can our listeners connect with you online? You know, I, I understand you have um, some courses that even teens could take and whether they're a military spouse or a transitioning um, military personnel or a homeschool teen or whatever, how can we connect with you online? Absolutely. So I'm going to mention a couple of things. I'll, I'll answer your question, but then I want to throw in some other things too, but absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. So you can- Thanks. You can, um, this is my fault. Um, You can reach me. I have a Facebook page and it is facebook.com forward slash speaking up with Wendy Baird Packard. And I think you'll put that in the comments because that's kind of a big one. Um, You can also reach out to me through Gmail. So it's wpackard4, the number four, at gmail.com. And I'll respond. And then I also have a LinkedIn page. And LinkedIn, I'll recommend for any of your homeschoolers that are 18, 18 or above, start building a LinkedIn account. It's so valuable in networking. Uh, And it's really cool because LinkedIn gives you a 3D picture of who you're connecting with or the employer. It's just a really full, it's like Facebook, but professional. So it's just, it's a good thing. And and I can help people with LinkedIn. That's a that's a topic we could talk about for a while is LinkedIn. But you can reach out to me there. And that's www.linkedin.com forward slash. Actually, it's yeah, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Wendy Baird Packard. So we'll put those in the comments. But something to help teens that I forgot to mention, and I'll throw this back out there too, is understanding because sometimes you could ask a teen, what do you want to do? And they don't know. And so understanding who they are is a really big key to help them navigate how to move forward. And some websites that I like for that is actually one that veterans do use, but I think teens can benefit from it as well. And it's mynextmove.org forward slash, I want to say vet explore. I think it is, but it's the veterans one. And there's a thing it's called, um, oh gosh, now I've lost it. 
Oh, I can't remember. I'll shoot that to, to Crystal. But it's just a 60-question survey, and it gives you an idea of what your likes are and what your likes It's super simple, and I recommend it for everybody because it'll come out with, are you investigative? Are you artistic? Are you, there's five different categories. And so that really will help uh, homeschool parents understand their team. Because if you've got somebody who is artistic and more leaning towards communication and dramatics, and you try and put them in an accounting position, they're probably not going to be happy. If you've got somebody who's investigative and you try and put them in an arts position, music, they may not like that. So it's just a really good tool. And then there's another tool that I really like, and it's the VIA Strengths Survey for Children. And that is through the University of Pennsylvania. And that is a really giant, long website. We'll put that in there for you. I'll send it to you or I can send it to you if you email me on it. But it's that's a very long one. They have it for adults as well, which I love. And it comes out with your top five character traits, spirituality, communication, empathy, whatever. And so those are just really fun assessments to kind of help your child understand what they really love. And then they can kind of select career paths from that. So sorry, I digress there, Crystal. No, what great resources. And we will be sure to include all of those in the show notes. And Wendy, you are just an amazing, just wealth of knowledge. What great information. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I love, love this topic because you have to start understanding how jobs work early on or you get to be 30 and can't figure out why you can't get a job. So it's such a great, great way. It starts young. So thank you so much for having me. So true. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening in. Like I said, links to all the resources that Wendy mentioned will be included in my show notes, including how to connect with her online. You can find my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. And if you like this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.